0: Welcome to the Experiencing Success podcast where we explore a new path to success that is more enjoyable, fun and rewarding than we could ever have imagined. I believe that there are too many people not following their dreams and ambitions because the only path we've been taught requires us to sacrifice things we love and compromise our integrity. I want to show you the path that turns the pursuit of your dreams and ambitions into the fun-filled, freedom-rich, abundant lifestyle you desire. A path that doesn't ask you to force yourself to do anything you don't want to do or do something you want to do at a time you just don't feel like doing it. A path full of excitement and fascination of ease and flow. I'm your host, Karen Hewson, coming to you from Wellington, New Zealand, where I live with my husband, two young kids, and our cat. In 2015, I left my six-figure corporate job to be the stay-at-home parent and committed to building my online business so that it was a win-win-win for me, the kids, and our lifestyle. Now I blend work, family, and life with such an abundance of time, space, and energy that I often don't know what to do with myself. My intention with this podcast is to expand the conversation around how we define and pursue success in our lives to include this path of ease and flow that I wholeheartedly believe is available to every one of us. While the thoughts, perspectives, and ideas I share are filtered through my own lived experience as an extremely privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied, neurotypical woman, I invite and encourage perspectives different to my own to continue expanding this conversation for everyone. You're welcome to join me in the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group to share your own views and experiences. And you can message me privately on Instagram at Karen Hewson. Now let's dive into today's episode so that you can do more of what you want, when you want, to create the experience of success every damn day. Hello loves, today I want to talk about navigating big life events because welcome to 2022 where we're two years into a global pandemic. A nuclear superpower has just invaded another country Um, and that's all outside of just our normal, quote unquote normal, (laughs) um, family and life. People are still having babies, getting married, people are still getting sick and dying, people are still, um, you know, moving on from people and places and situations and all of this impacts us. Sometimes these things are anticipated, sometimes they are not. So I really want to speak to, um, you know, pandemics and country invasions as uh, examples, because we're all sort of sharing that experience. But this really relates to anything that kind of is surprising, you know, a death that's out of the blue, a, you know, sickness that, Really, um, it may be life-threatening, it may not be. It just might take you out of your regular routine. Anything that is mentally, emotionally, or physically, or all three, taking you out or interrupting the like routine you thought you were going to live this week, that is what we're going to talk about. Because when an event like this happens, um, and it could, there is no... Such thing as, um, you know, it's a small event so I shouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling. It could, to other people, not really impact them. It could highly impact you. It could highly impact you because of past experiences you've had that other people haven't shared. So it doesn't matter what it is. The important thing for each of us as individuals to identify is whether it is impacting us and interrupting our like current state of emotional well-being, mental, physical, health, and activity. If it is disrupting that and we're having to change, we're having to flex, we're having to adapt because of a different circumstance, then there will absolutely be some um, support in this episode to help you navigate that in a way that will hopefully really keep you in, um, you know, a, a mental and emotional state where you can, you can keep going um, without feeling like you're running on fumes. So no matter what that event is, it is an event that shifts your reality. It shifts your sense of safety. It may even shift your sense of self. It's something where. Um, You know, we were all really, really wanting to live our lives and not have another world war. Currently, that is still entirely a possibility. But when a superpower invades another country, we're like, oh, wow, that seemed out of the realm of possibility before. There was like nothing to indicate that that was possible. Surely we've learned from the past, you know, the understanding that our brain had, Of our life and of the landscape in which we live was one thing, and now that has been threatened. Um, Doesn't mean to say anything. Is going to happen. (laughs) Um, The other thing with, you know, a global pandemic, we really hoped we could live our lives and not have to deal with one of those. You know, that did happen. We've all, we're all still sort of living in the effects of that. And so again, our literal sense of safety, all of the ways that we believed it was safe to go out into the world, interact with other people and operate were shifted. Were changed. We didn't have the same rules. We we didn't have the same confidence in the same ways of being, and so we need to find a new way of operating. And this is the part where I don't believe we give ourselves, or we give other people, or we give our family partners, you know, business colleagues, employees. Um, we very rarely give people the space to process these shifts and changes whether this is on a global scale or whether it's something happening in your community in your family that may be like more isolated and impacting fewer people but it is is probably still you know shaken that person or that family's sense of safety it has changed the way they operate on a day-to-day basis and that is Takes adjustment, it takes processing, it takes integration. Now, I've spoken in previous episodes about this, um, about integration, about how, you know, the beliefs we hold create the thoughts we think, create the feelings we feel, create the actions we take, create the results and the experiences that we have in life. And then those experiences are the evidence that then reinforce those beliefs and it's this beautiful cycle so i'll link up to the episode in the show notes so if you haven't um listened to that one and you want to know more about that concept you can go and do that um but what i really want to recognize and i want us all to recognize for ourselves individually to like cut ourselves a a break but also when we're interacting with other people who've had a you know life-shifting situation or event happen that a belief gets blown away we believed we were safe in a certain way we believed that we could um you know go outside and interact with people in a certain way and we would be safe we wouldn't get sick we wouldn't be endangering other people you know there, there were inherent beliefs that we held it may even be you know the the future we envisioned literally like tomorrow I thought it would you know the day would go like this but if someone is sick or we are sick or someone's passed away like that I can't even say that word (laughs) it changes how that day feels for us it changes our experience it changes like who we speak to it changes our Like view of the future because some things may be in doubt Um, and that doubt doesn't come from the actual um, likelihood of that thing happening, um, changing, that doubt comes from our sense of safety and from our beliefs being shaken. So that's a really, really important thing that I'm going to touch on more near the end of the episode but I don't want this to be like... It's pretty heavy stuff but I want that little you know that silver lining so to speak to be right at the beginning because my goal is to help you <laughs> like neutralize a lot of the triggers a lot of the um fear a lot of the like doubts and the what ifs and the uncertainty that comes in when an inherent belief in your reality gets taken away from you and you're like, holy crap, what does life even mean now? Um, So I want to really support you to, you know, be able to bring these circumstances, these events into a neutral situation so that we're not spiraling into worst case scenarios. So we're not spiraling into anxiety, into depression, which is so understandable Because as human beings, like we naturally try to make sense of what's happening, but we, just like there is a spectrum for everything, the worst case scenario is an option. A neutral scenario is an option. There's also the option where we still get to live the experiences we desire and the visions and dreams and desires we have can still become our reality It might just look a little bit different. And yes, there absolutely will be a grieving process for, you know, the life we thought we might be living this week, next week. It might look a little bit different. But just because it looks a little bit different doesn't mean that we can't have it or we can't celebrate it in a different way. So there's definitely – go even if nobody dies – Um, I mean, that's obviously a much bigger grieving process and situation. But um, even if it's a change in life situation, it means that the future we thought we'd have, the things we thought we would be doing tomorrow, next week, next month, might not be happening or aren't happening. And there's a grieving process there. There's like, I was looking forward to that. I thought that was going to happen. And depending on what we've made those things mean, which I'm going to touch on as well. That's a really important question. What are you making it mean that you can't do this event in this way, that you can't have this experience in this way, that you need to prioritize your health in this way, that you are choosing not to show up or go to different things in order to prioritize your family, your emotional well-being, to support people that you really love and care for? What are you making it mean? Because the circumstances in the event are truly neutral. It is the meaning that we give to them that then creates energy and emotions, because emotions are energy in motion. The way that we you know, f- experience events, remember events, the way that we think about events in the moment that they're happening will 100% change our experience of them. Now, I'm referencing again another podcast I've done on about how we have a memory bias when it comes to events and we only remember, um, or sorry, we remember highly emotionally charged events stronger than others, but we also remember really specific details and not necessarily the whole picture. So I want to really point out that even though in the moment when these things happen our like perspective is really narrowed in on oh my gosh this is terrible this is completely blown up a part of my life I don't actually feel like I'm on solid ground anymore what am I even doing tomorrow can I even do the things that I thought I was going to do it absolutely rocks us and all of those things are true and valid And also there are other opportunities. We're just narrowed in on this one part of the picture. But if we, when we can turn and go, oh, opportunity, how can I still do this? If it's something you really want to do, it comes back to some really solid beliefs that if we desire it, it is available to us. It also might mean that in the circumstances that have shifted, you desire something different. You don't desire to do that in the same way because you want to go and support your family differently. You want to, um, you know, do different things and those are more important to you in this moment than what you had thought. But it's there's always a shift. So the point I want to just make here is um, that when a event happens that really shakes our sense of... Um, Our world and our reality and how we go about our life day to day we do hone in on what that is to start with because we want to try and make sense of it please 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 make this the reminder that just because you're focusing in on like the hole in the fabric to figure out how it got there so that we can do something about it doesn't mean that the rest of the garment isn't intact it doesn't mean that you can't turn pants into shorts <laughs> like I did for my three-year-old over summer. I'm like, oh, you've put holes in all of your pants. Let's just cut those off above the knee and voila, you have a whole lot of shorts for summertime, right? Um, so it's really important to know that there is a spectrum of experience available. Um, and so there are there is a way to navigate even, you know, these really really heavy hard situations difficult situations um in a way that isn't all doom and gloom in a way that can really bring us back to our own sense of self in a way that we can go out and feel really good about ourselves and support people and still hold on to our visions and dreams and desires so um All that to say, when one of these events happens, we need to reorient ourselves because we are in a different world. Our reality has shifted. Um, and now we need to figure out how do we operate in this new place that we find ourselves. So this is what I'm going to go through. Um, Just to speak to personal experience, so I am coming out of three, maybe four weeks of being in isolation at home with my family. The first instance, um, we were close contacts for um, uh, a case at Um, kindy we didn't actually get it but um, that was the guidance at the time Um, then we actually did test positive and so then the family's been home for sort of two-ish weeks and there was a week in between (laughs) Um, there so the notes that I made were specifically out of how I dealt with that situation and also how um, I've been approaching, you know, the news of um, Russia invading Ukraine. And it's been really useful to have these points to ground myself back in. So let's get into it. Um, the very first thing when we are reorienting ourselves to be like, what is even life right now? What is happening? What is this craziness? Inform yourself Of the facts. Inform yourself of the facts. And just as importantly, possibly even more importantly, on your pursuit of the facts, avoid speculation. Now, this is avoiding speculation like ourselves in our own conversations. Like playing the what if game is not going to be useful, constructive, or supportive to our mental and emotional well being until we have facts that are going to inform us of whether or not we want to or need to change our behavior and our our plans, okay? So, avoiding speculation really Um, it's not an easy thing to do, right? We are very well versed in doing this. This is how we often connect with other people um, and share the experience where we're, we're all a bit worried and we don't really know what's happening and it's all a bit uncertain. But to stay in that energy of uncertainty is not helping us. That just feeds more uncertainty, which does not support our mental health. It does not support our emotional well-being. So if we can shift to say, okay, What do we know? What are we certain about? And it might not be that much. We might not have the sense of safety and security that we used to have around events and how our life might change. But really, that was a sense we had created in ourselves. Because a a global pandemic still happened and was still on the cards. It's like our sense of safety and security wasn't dependent on how close one of these events was. It was something we created in ourselves. It was something that our society and our communities nurtured was the sense of safety and security, so we can still do that for ourselves. It doesn't matter what the what the circumstances or event was. so inform yourself of the facts now, do this in a way where we're smart people, okay We can recognize bias. We can read a news article. And we can see that the person like writing the article is like drawing certain conclusions that aren't explicit. It's like what actually happened? Along with avoiding speculation is like don't read opinion pieces. Oh my gosh. Avoid opinion pieces because all you're doing there is taking on someone else's or like you're exposing yourself to someone else's opinion. And again, if you are in a emotionally strong, mentally strong position, and this is useful and interesting to you, then absolutely. I am not going to say like, well, I mean, I did just say don't do it. My recommendation would be not to, but it's really up to you to find out what, your, what you need and come back to, is this supporting my mental health and emotional well-being or is it not? Is it increasing it or is it deteriorating when I consume this kind of content? Now, in something like where um, we tested positive and we had to right away say, okay, are we pulling the kids out of school? Um, How long are we isolating for? When do we need to retest? There were like proper questions coming up where it's like, I don't know the answer to this because I was not, as per my recommendation and my (laughs) process here, I was not keeping up to date every single week on, like, the changing advice. I waited until it was relevant to my personal situation. And then I looked and I was like, okay, what do I need to do? Where is the information? And I had kept myself well enough informed that I knew where to go for that information. So it's up to each of us to decide how how well informed do we want to be on these, like, bigger community... Um, national, global issues that creates that sense of safety and security for us to go about our day-to-day and to know the the kind of trigger as to if or when it does impact us day-to-day. So we knew that, you know, we'd get notifications from um, any places we'd been where we might have been exposed. Um, we knew to watch for symptoms, all of this stuff. We had informed ourselves to a certain Level, So we each individually need to determine like how informed do I feel like I need to stay with these events to feel safe and secure in myself and also to know that I will find out if and when it becomes more relevant to my day-to-day life. That's really, really important. The second thing then... Um, and that's like informing yourself of the facts. So again, we don't want to go down like rabbit holes. We don't want to spiral into like what if situations. We don't want to start guessing about what could happen because anything could happen. There is such a range of of you know what could happen available to us that is all along the spectrum from like don't want that to happen to oh well that would be great. That would be way quicker and so much more of a surprise to have it resolved like that. All of those options are available to us, but I don't think there's very many of us in the world who really have a strong belief in the, like, really good things could happen. It could it could resolve faster. It could have less of an impact. Um, you know, better things can come out of it. Like, all of this, that perspective is available to us just as much as the other. Um, so when you are looking to inform yourself and and stay informed, like this is the piece where this is going to become part of your daily life, if if every day or every week you were getting lost in the like news media and not just in um the facts of what has happened that day but of editorials of opinion pieces of journalists interviewing people who are experiencing it firsthand or not even experiencing it firsthand journalists interviewing other people who have some you know some vague connection to it to get their thoughts Really, really put that through a filter. How is that adding value to your experience? How is that increasing your sense of self and safety? How is that supporting your mental health and emotional well-being? Because feeling completely displaced and not knowing like how to go about life, that's not supporting your mental health or emotional well-being. But at the same time, what we're wanting to create to solve that and to shift that is a sense of safety and so let's go about that in a way that um, doesn't create a different problem which is living in this uncertainty and taking on board all of the the fear and the worry and the anxiety of all the other people um, who are also experiencing this. So I want to just quickly go through the steps that I've outlined of like how we process things because I can tell I have a lot to say on each item and I I want to make sure that I get through it all so inform yourself of the facts avoid speculation avoid opinion pieces um as best you can or you know as as much as um is interesting to you. Make sure that it's supporting your mental health and well-being and you're not just going down a spiral. Once you have informed yourself of the facts and you have done your very best to, you know, um, read through the bias of the people reporting it or the information where you've got it from, um, really get a sense of, like, how often do you want to stay informed about things? So when it's something... um, you know, bigger and more global. So in New Zealand, um, the pandemic didn't really like hit us on a day-to-day basis. It was very sporadic. So we had like a few months and then it was like felt like normal life for eight months. And then it was like another couple months and then it felt like normal life for a while. So we had these real stretches where the rest of the world, there was a lot happening. um, And yet for us, you know, day to day, it felt like a a pretty normal existence um and so in that case it was a way of all right we want to stay informed what level do we want to stay informed at how will we know when um you know something might start to impact us um that is different too it's in your community it's in your family it's happening right now and you want to stay a little bit more up to date Also inform yourself of the facts so that, this is the whole point, you can decide if these facts will change your behavior or plans. This is the number one reason, the only reason to inform yourself of the facts. If it's not going to change your behavior. Now this might be informing yourself of the facts to determine that it's not impacting you and you're like, oh great, okay, it's not going to impact me right now. It might impact me if... I, you know, want to go to this location or if I change my life in this way. But like current life, the way I'm heading, where I think I'm going to go, like this event does not impact. And so that's great. You can decide whether you want to stay informed, whether you don't, um, and you can kind of carry on. Um, of course, it's still like for the people in that experience in that other community, it's a, they are having a different experience. But the part that comes after deciding if these facts will change your behavior and plans, that doesn't just include your individual day-to-day behavior and plans. It also includes how and if you want to help. That is, That could be a change in behavior and plans. That you being informed of this event happening to other people in a different community that maybe doesn't impact you, like in your day-to-day. It's still, that information still might change your behavior and plans because you might have a connection um, to a similar experience or your family or whatever reason that we feel like, actually, I'm feeling called to help. I may even be in a really great position to help. And I think often when we find out that, you know, our <laughs> that it doesn't directly impact us, we have more capacity to help our mental and emotional well-being our sense of safety isn't rocked as much as the people just trying to survive through an experience and so we are pouring from a fuller cup so how can you help and often when it's an event that's happening that doesn't impact us day to day but just is catastrophic we do get this sense of hopelessness we do get this sense of like feeling really small and insignificant and like we we wish this wasn't happening we wouldn't wish it on our worst enemy but at the same time i don't feel like i can do anything there are absolutely always ways we can help and it is by staying um. really well it is by looking after our mental health and our emotional well-being and it's by creating space in our lives that I talk about all of the time that allows us to then help people and support other people and I think ultimately like in whatever capacity it's in whether there's like a you know a big life-changing event or not we want to be supporting and helping other people. That's like literally as a human being, like what our existence like boils down to. So when I talk about, you know, inform yourself and then decide whether or not this is going to impact you, um, it can impact you in a way that you feel really cool to help and shift your behavior and do something and take action. And that is, again, really, really beautiful. So... um. The other thing I think just on the how to help piece is we often don't know how we could help. We don't think we could help. We don't think it'll make a difference. And um, like I've said already, there is a whole spectrum. There is a whole spectrum of possibility and perspective available to you. And if you just stay open to the possibility I desire to help therefore there is a way for me to help available stay open to looking for it and I have a really really cool little anecdote here so I was having a call with a client of mine the other week and we spent like two-thirds of the call talking about um the Russian invasion of Ukraine and Um, How heavy that was and how he had got um, lost in that spiral of consuming media in a way that really wasn't healthy for him and how to really interrupt that and get him back on track. Um, But also I mentioned this, I'm like, you know, do you desire to help? Do you desire to do something, um, you know, to help you feel back in control to contribute to feel like you're supporting your beliefs because right now a lot of our beliefs are being like fought against and we're like this is not okay and I want to show that this is not okay and we didn't really come to anything specific I just said he's a software developer so I said I am absolutely sure that <laughs> that there are you know all of these um humanitarian organizations who are having to spin up these like hugely logistical um, operations in such a short period of time are trying to collect, record and share information, which is what we do in systems, which is what developers can connect together, you know, to help. And that was just the one suggestion I said that he probably wouldn't have thought of um, in the first instance to be like, your actual skill set could be of, of use and could be helpful. So all I said to him was like, stay open to the possibility. It might be that you start to see some different like local organizations who are getting involved. Um, and then you'll be like, oh, OK, I wonder how they're doing that. I, and so you'll go to their website. You'll have a look at like their operation and what they're doing. Um, and you you kind of go down the rabbit hole in a really good way, all because you were open to that possibility and so when something came along that might fit your brain's like oh I wonder and so you have a look and oh I wonder and maybe that first one is not the right fit and that's fine because now you have more information now you know more about what's going on what isn't a good fit you know uh, something you are more, you have a clearer idea of what you could be looking for in a way you could help The really fun thing about this story is that, I don't know, a day later maybe, two days later, after we'd had our call, he messages me to say, I've just spent the day working on a Ukraine project. And a customer he already had was sending there a catering company. And so they were filling up a truck. He's in England. They were filling up a truck and they were driving it to the Poland-Ukraine border And he was able to work on um, some of the logistics there so that they could track the truck and they could, um, you know, gain more donations and support in that way. Two days after the call, that happened completely organically. And he didn't know that his client was looking to do that at the time that we were speaking. And so it just goes to show that stay open to the idea that it's possible, Stay open to the idea that it's possible. <clears throat> if you desire it, it is available. So if you desire to help, stay open to how can I help? What if I helped this way? So instead of like spending all of this mental energy and, and a lot of this time, you know, spiraling into worry and anxiety, let's spiral into the possibility of how can I help? What if this happened? Let's find out more about the different efforts going on already um just more specifically on that and on ukraine and, and on wanting to help um you know one of the ways that i've chosen to stay informed myself um in a yeah of what's happening is through um sharon says so on instagram sharon mcmahon she has an amazing podcast of the same name too um, she teaches um United States-like government, but she uh, kind of reports and shares highlights of, like, world news events. So she has been doing an amazing job of really sharing the facts. One of her missions um, in her work is to teach critical thinking and to really show the bias that can be inherent in different reporting so that we as individuals can inform ourselves of the facts and you know think critically and really make more you know informed critical decisions and so she also does beautiful things like she about eagles nesting their babies and hatching and it's just she she is such a beautiful person and has that perspective that I really value that I'm you know putting out into the world of it is always possible to help and do something. Um, through her community, I think they have raised over $4 million for various causes um, over the last couple years, which is, again, just incredible and a testament to what one person can do, doing things their way, doing what they love to do. Um, So I would highly recommend checking her out on Instagram um, and yeah, follow her stories for a few days. See if that helps you. First of all, as a source of of information, of facts around um, Ukraine, she speaks a lot to um, American politics and events in America as well. Um, So if that's relevant to you, she's a great resource for that too. Um, But just generally being able to have this clearer perspective of facts without the vi- the bias, without the opinions, without the speculation is so, so refreshing. <clears throat> okay, so back to the different steps. We inform ourselves. We decide if the facts will change our behavior. That could be in the way of how can I help. So if it's not going to directly impact your day-to-day life, that is a perfect situation where you have the resources and the energy to be able to help. Um, but the main one of the other main reasons we inform ourselves right is to be like well what do I need to do if it has shaken our lives and we're like well I know I have to go into isolation but what does that mean when do I need to get tested I know that I need to look at my calendar and like cancel all the things and I don't know when we'll be back so like what even is life right now we can very quickly spiral into overwhelm at a time when our nervous system has already got a huge shock. Now, whenever our nervous system is spiked and we are in this really emotional state, we are not at our optimal place for making decisions. And so I'm going to run through the steps really quick and then speak to them a bit more. So you may only have enough information to determine today or tomorrow's actions right you might not be able to decide past that point so gather your information identify like what time frame it can affect and again don't go into the speculation just deal with what you what you know now and then you will know more information later and then that will be able to inform you further take any time sensitive actions directly related to the circumstances at hand this is not normal life any longer like this is a point at which we've had to interrupt our day to deal with this thing and figure out how our day then proceeds so don't we don't want to just try do everything we already had planned to do today this is not a normal day we have quote-unquote just lost time by dealing with this other thing But if we shift the perspective, it's like, actually, this is more important today. And there is no lost time, so to speak. That's a different episode I need to do on how time is not really a thing. And it honestly is our perspective of it and our experience of it. So... Don't try to organize all of the things either. You've just got this shock to your nervous system. There are time-sensitive things you need to make decisions on right away. But decide, like figure out what those are. You don't have to like reschedule what's happening tomorrow yet. You just have to organize what changes right now to clear space. The goal of this is really to clear space so that you can then chill out calm your nervous system, nourish your poor emotional self that's just had a little freak out, and come back to some sense of equilibrium. So keep those, like the things you actually do need to decide on and the things you need to take action on, really minimal. So for us, um, when we got, I tested positive and the kids were at school in kindy and we were like, okay, we've got to go pull them out of school. Okay, I'll call school and kindy, you drive, go get them. Um, It was those kind of things where it's like, okay, right away we need to do this. Um, Then I had a look, I think I had a look on my calendar and it was like, okay, um, there was maybe, I don't know, I think one of the kids had an activity later that day after school, so I needed to take action on that um, because I knew that if I like cleared the decks for today, I would have space to rest And then we could regroup, we could recoup a little, and then we could have a look at the next day and figure out what steps and what actions we would take for then. But that was like a, I'm creating space between now and needing to take further action so that I can look after my mental health, so that I can look after my emotional well-being. And at the time, I was the one who was sick. So it was like, my brain is actually not functioning anyway, and I really need to go to sleep. (laughs) So if you are the one who is sick, if you are the one who, you know, that it's another layer on top of all of this, um, take time sensitive actions directly related to the circumstances at hand to create space for you to deal with the rest of it. Because you don't want to be taking action on any more than you absolutely have to in this heightened state, in this heightened emotional state where your nervous system is really shocked. Now, just coming back to yeah no we're we're going to carry on um take your time with all of that, take your time informing yourself of the facts, take your time working through the timeline of you know now that I have the information, how far you know over the next weeks, over the next days. How long do I know that is going to change? How much certainty does that give me for the coming days? Or does there become a point where it's like it's a fork in the road? It could split this way if this thing is true or it might split that way if this thing happens. When we're getting into that if game, just don't speculate. Just stop and say, right, this is what we know. This is the certainty it gives us for this long. And these are the actions I need to take right away. When I say take your time with all of the above, it is because your nervous system has had a shock. You are in a heightened emotional state. We are craving that stability again, but we are really in a compromised position as far as taking in information and making critical decisions, (laughs) doing critical thinking and making clear decisions. So slow it down. Take your time. Even when I was communicating with my husband, sometimes it was like, okay, can you say that again? Can you just pause while I think about this? Um, and we just sort of slowed down the process. Um, it feels very counterintuitive because our nervous system is in that like fight or flight situation and it wants to resolve it and it wants to do it and it wants an answer right away. But the best way to get you to that place where you have the space to breathe, to rest is to go at a pace that your brain that your mental capacity that your emotional capacity can keep up with now it may be that you need to take a hot minute it may be that like as you're trying to find the facts to change the situation The emotions are coming up because you're going to have to cancel this thing that you were really looking forward to. Your kids are going to miss the birthday party on the weekend. Um, You (laughs) are going to have to live in the house with all of your family home for the next two weeks. Like... Your emotions aren't waiting for you to figure this out before they come up. You're going to likely get triggered as you go through this process of navigating the impact for you in the short term before you're able to create the space to really process what's coming up. So go at a pace that your brain, that your mental and emotional capacity can keep up with. And if emotions come up in reaction to what's changing, which of course they will, You are entitled to them. This is like a whole thing to deal with and process and integrate. Emotions are going to come up. Hold space. Hold space for your emotions. Allow space for the emotions of other people in your household. Let them flow through you. Then regroup and then continue. Again, the important thing is to, you know, Don't the more that you sort of try to shove them aside, the stronger they're going to get, and it's just going to hijack your ability to make the decisions you need to make right away. And so, the more of your mental capacity that becomes compromised, and the you know, even less able you are to make really well informed, smart decisions for yourselves. So, slow down, go at that pace when the emotions come up, like give yourself the. You know, let them flow through you and then just remind yourself that I just want to get this bit done. It's fine. I'm going to come back to processing this emotion later because that's something else that we do that we just want to not feel it. We just want to not feel it at all. And if we can almost just put a like a pause, like I'm going to come back to this just as soon as I've like got this decision handled, I need to create space so that I can really process this emotion and you know grieve for the things that I that are changing that is a way of like helping (laughs) the emotion kind of come in a slightly softer wave or have it like abate a little bit more now obviously that will depend on the type of situation and impact but A lot of what we do is we just try to push it down and ignore it. We don't acknowledge it. We don't hold space for it. We don't, um, you know, treat it in a way where we will come back to it. Um, And so that really does shift our experience of the emotion. So take your time, honor and acknowledge the shock you've had, that your nervous system is reacting to keep you safe, but you are likely in a fight or flight kind of situation. Emotions are going to come up. Your brain capacity, your mental capacity to kind of process this stuff is going to be compromised to a certain extent. This is why, again, I recommend only taking the actions that are time sensitive to right now, because you need to create as much space as possible for you to process what is happening. That is going to be the thing that then allows you to keep all of the circumstances in neutral, to rest and regulate your own experience and to continue to um, have really good experiences in your life, to notice that even though the kids are home they're doing self-directed play right now like hallelujah like it allows us to still see the the whole spectrum and range of experience available to us because even when these like really difficult heavy things happen you know our children still are laughing and playing and the sun is still you know, sitting in this beautiful way. There are the whole range of emotion and experience is is always available to us and we often shut ourselves off to it, like I said earlier, because we're focusing in on one thing. So it's slowing down like this and allowing the emotions to process really does keep us in more of an open, expanded energy than in a really tense and closed off energy. So take your time, don't rush breathe, <laughs> if there's one thing, it's like just take a breath and breathe, go at a pace that you can keep up with, allow yourself, allow the emotions to come up when they do and work through it. Once you have created that space, like I said, don't make this a normal day. This is not a normal day. It's it's like if we got struck down with a migraine, um... I, I've had migraines off and on a lot. I know like people are usually either like migraine people or they're not. But it, it's that's a first example that comes to mind where like you could be going about your normal day and then a migraine comes on and you've done your best to fight it off, but it's here to stay. You're hopping in bed and pulling the curtains and keeping yourself in a like quiet dark room until it passes. Everything else gets shut off. When an experience like this happens, it might not be like, it might not physically shut you down like that, but emotionally it does. Mentally it does. Like your nervous system has got that kind of shock. So we really, like I really would love to see us not only honouring our own needs and claiming that space for ourselves individually to say, look, I'm taking the day off. I'm taking this as like, a mental health day or whatever because, like, life has happened and I am not going to be able to um, show up and serve and support and do, you know, whatever, you know, job and purpose you have in this world to, you know, in a way that supports anybody if I am not um, looking after and supporting myself. So Rest rest is the next thing. You've informed yourself of the facts. You've decided if that's going to change your behavior. You've figured out, you know, the next point in time at which you're going to need to get more information. Once that becomes available, you've taken any time-sensitive actions to clear space today. You don't have to deal with tomorrow yet. It might be, that there's something tomorrow or the next week that actually I should notify them right away but most things can keep most things can wait until you've had an hour two hours until you've slept on it like you can deal with the next morning the next morning so give yourself the space to chill out and rest and let your whole self Your mental, emotional selves adjust to the new circumstances. Now, this is again, if this is the part that is really resonating but feeling really difficult, I want to reference the podcast episode that I did around our beliefs impacting our thoughts, impacting our emotions, creating our actions, creating our experiences, because this is not just one of these little like wheels (laughs) one of these little behavior patterns belief patterns it's probably not only one of them that has been disrupted multiple belief patterns like that have been disrupted and so um we are learning how to operate in this new reality. We are creating different thought patterns. Our neurons in our brains are having to fire in different patterns. That's why we feel more like our mental capacity is reduced. We feel more tired. like Emotionally, we get drained because that takes energy in motion, emotions. There's a lot happening energetically And like inside our body that isn't necessarily categorized as sickness or illness, although you also might be that too, which is more difficult. Give yourself the space to adjust. Allow your whole self, your physical, your mental, your emotional, your energetic bodies, all of those layers that make up you and who you are to adjust to the new circumstances. Now the interesting thing um when I was recovering was that um the fatigue for me and like the mental capacity those were the two things that um are taking the longest to come back and so I I worked 1 hour a day for the week after I was like physically feeling well um, but like after one hour it was like I, I can't do the normal things that I would do I don't want to listen to a podcast episode because that's like hurting my brain it's like making my brain think on a level that it doesn't have the capacity to right now so I was reading romance novels I was binge watching like home makeover shows on Netflix um Like, that was the level of um, entertainment or activity that I could do. I potted around our house and, like, organized little things because, like, physically I had some energy, but my mental capacity really wasn't there to do a lot of critical thinking, a lot of those, like, you know, brain firing, connecting the dots, like, fun stuff, like, creative stuff. And so it was me resting in a in a way that i i really didn't do often and don't do often um and we are not familiar with creating space holding space allowing ourselves to rest especially when it is difficult to quote unquote justify it to the outside world ps you do not have to justify shit to anybody You get to stand in your own power and decide that you need to take a day, and you get to take a day. You can hold space for yourself. You can choose. You can get more comfortable with resting and shifting those boundaries for yourself Because we have a huge problem with mental health in our society. We have a huge problem with emotional well-being in our society. And like this is the way we are going to start shifting that by individually shifting the way that we look after ourselves and therefore then the expectations we have of other people will be able to recognize, oh my gosh, this thing happened to you? That must be taking a lot to process. Take the day off. Like, don't worry about catching up today. Like, we can catch up another time. It allows us to support other people and and that, like, kind of leaks into our other relationships. Now, this is kind of a rinse and repeat situation. (laughs) So the the footnote that I just have that this really allows us to keep circumstances in neutral. So the event happens, the circumstance happens, we look at the facts we look at what factually it means that we are going to change. We're staying in our power. We're making conscious decisions, and so then we are—we're really avoiding going into those. Um, and I—we are getting better at avoiding the worry spirals, the anxiety spirals, the speculation. Um, And instead we're staying neutral, we're staying grounded in life, in what we know, in our day to day, which also allows us to rest and regulate, but to continue to believe in our vision, in our dreams. It means that by staying in neutral and holding space for ourselves to rest, we're not spiraling into the, the things we don't want. And it means we can stay a lot more connected to the things that we do want. We can stay open to the whole spectrum of experience that's available to us. So that even when we're resting and regulating, we can walk outside with our bare feet on the grass. We can breathe in the fresh air. We can feel the sun on our face. We can watch the sunset. We can listen to the birds in the trees. And those are the things that can allow us to keep creating the life that we desire. That even through circumstances that, you know, shake our sense of safety and really rock our lives, we can still be having experiences that we enjoy because we are treating ourselves how we want. To be treated we're allowing our space for ourselves space for our families we are allowing space to stay connected to recreate that sense of safety to then be able to go back out into the world once we have stabilized once we have recovered and continue doing the amazing good work that we want to do to continue influencing our communities and our society in the direction that we want to be going no matter what you know incidents or events or circumstances might be flaring up so i i hope this really helps in a really difficult heavy time um whether that's because you're living through 2022 or because of some other thing that's happened in another point in time um If there's anything you would like me to speak more on, if there's any specific circumstances that you have that you would like my thoughts and advice on, please come into the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group. Um, You can, you know, ask me questions, you can share your thoughts there. If it is something more private, um, please do private message me on Instagram at Karen Hewson, Yeah, I'd be happy to sort of elaborate on something or, um, you know, take your situation anonymously and speak to that um, in in different places that I share content. So deep breaths, everyone. We've got this. Our desires are still available. The experiences that we desire are still available and we can still experience success in every day no matter the circumstances. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called to share, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. If you're sharing on Instagram, you can tag me at Karen Hewson. I love to see who's listening and connect with you. You can also subscribe to the podcast, send this episode to a friend, leave a review or any of the above. Five-star reviews and ratings do help more people see the podcast and get this message to the people who need to hear it. And I want to know how you're feeling about this episode. What did it bring up for you? What really resonated with you? What are you feeling called to say and share? I invite you to join us in the Experiencing Success Conversations Facebook group to share your experience, your thoughts, and continue the conversation. If you desire more support on this new path to success, I have a couple ways that you can work closer with me. You can find links for all my current programs and offerings in the show notes, along with any other resources I mentioned in this episode. Until next time, let's go do more of what we want, when we want, to create win-win-win situations for everyone we love, that includes ourselves, and experience more moments of success every day.